the blast from our past network. Hot ride? Hot ride! Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good! Nothing for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a re-gifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up. Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are two superfans giving you every single episode of Seinfeld back to back to back to back because we love Seinfeld and you love Seinfeld. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And today we have a very special episode uh, for everyone out there. So, you know, Seinfeld never did a special episode. They never did that kind where, oh, Uncle Mikey came and Uncle Leo came and touched uh, Jerry um, or that kind of thing. Yeah, the after school special type of yes. episode. Yeah. No after school special, uh, but we do have one here on Cartwright. And Cora, my man, could you let everybody know what we're doing and why we're doing it? Yeah. Um. So, uh, unfortunately, my father passed away uh, on July 30th. Um, we kind of knew it was coming and, and, and didn't expect it to happen so quickly, but we, f- we knew it was in the next, like, well, we thought a year or so. Um, but I had to go down to Florida through the entire month of August and handle his estate. And I mean, I was talking to Adam all, all throughout it um, and had to handle like everything there, his house and, and all that kind of stuff. Now, Luckily, Adam and I had, uh, you know, so many ed- episodes already in the can that you guys didn't notice, you know, that we weren't around, that we were essentially on hiatus for almost an entire month. But uh, it was it was fucking hell, man. It was it was rough, it, not only emotionally, but also just financially, just mentally. Every day there was something happening. And I know, Adam, you understand all of that. I do, because my father passed away on December 14th, Um, so it has been less than a year for both of us, so you very, very recently, and me just within the last, like, nine months, I guess, total, but uh, something that is an essential aspect of Seinfeld are the parents, Mm -hmm. and you and I have both lost a parent during this, just, like, three-year run we've been doing the show. Yeah, during the course Uh, of it, yeah. Exactly. So um, it's kind of it's kind of crazy. Um, but we both, you know, hell, ha- how many times have we said hashtag not not my Morty or hashtag <laughs> yeah. not my Frank and that kind yeah. of thing. Um, so w- you thought of this uh, this very special episode. Yeah. yeah, and also as a sort of way to, to easily get back into recording and everything, um, you know, I, I really, you know, this is my happy place, you know, recording with Adam, uh, podcasting, Cartwright, and doing Curb, we're going to get back into Curb next week and everything, but this is my happy place, and I just wanted to jump back into it with Adam, but at the same time, um, I, I didn't, I am still just fully engrossed in, in estate stuff that I have to deal with, even back in Oregon. Now that I'm back here, uh, I have to sign documents, you know, virtual sign and all that kind of stuff. So it's still so consuming, but I wanted to get back into it. I wanted to do an episode where we basically talked about our top five favorite uh, dad episodes, and we decided to combine Morty and Frank. Now, it's not just episodes that they're both on, but we looked at 
all the Frank stuff and all the Morty stuff. And we both, you know, I, I pitched it to Adam, but we both thought it was, this is a nice little tribute to dads, mm-hmm. you know, all around. And this is going to just basically be a tribute to our dads um, and just dads in general. And even Adam has a, a quickie whiskey corner for us <laughs> that kind of ties into all of that. <laughs> yes, I do. But yeah, so so that's... That's basically where uh, we are now. I didn't know if we were going to jump right thought, into it. No, I, I I was waiting for you to go boop because that's what we do the we, we do the Adams Quickie Whiskey Corner. Guys, this um, is why we're 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 getting back on the horse before a, we man. before we record a uh, uh, proper episode. So yeah, Adam, you're <laughs> setting me up for for uh, the the audio, you know, yeah. to be dropped in. No, no, you were right. I I flubbed it. I failed it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rusty. So Adam, Quickie Whiskey Corner. Welcome to. Adam's Quickie Whiskey Corner. All right. Here is my Quickie Whiskey Corner. Um, I am going to review a bottle I've had for a good while now. It is called Elijah Craig Barrel Proof, and I am doing Batch C920. So Elijah Craig puts out three barrel proof batches every year. And they've been doing this since like 2017, I want to say, maybe 2016. Um, And this one, C920, uh, because of the name, you can tell the C is for which of the batch per year it was. They have an A, a B, and a C batch. Okay. Uh, Nine for, it's it's always a C9, whatever, for like the, it's the the third batch, the C batch. Nine for September is when it comes out to the public. Uh, 20 for the year, 2020. So I've had this one since 2020. September of 2020 is pretty much when I got it. Maybe October um, is when I actually bought it or whatnot. But it's about halfway through now. I've been saving it because it's fucking good. Uh, it is a 12-year non-chill filtered bourbon. And I am choosing Elijah Craig specifically. I actually drank just a regular old Elijah Craig small batch a second ago to kind of get my palate ready for this one. Uh, but I'll explain why I had to get my palate ready. But uh, Elijah Craig is known as the father of bourbon. And I thought, you know what? For a father episode, why not pick a father of bourbon? Um, Elijah Craig was actually a a reverend. He was a preacher, a Baptist preacher. And he uh, basically is known for being the first person to, first distiller, um, to age whiskey in new charred oak barrels. And... Whiskey aged in brand new charred oak barrels is an essential part of bourbon. And so he is one of the, you know, alleged creators of bourbon and inventors of like, you know, of this specific style of drink. Uh, And so, you know, and he's always had like that nickname or they Elijah Craig, the brand pushes the father of bourbon as a thing. So that's why I thought it would make sense. And it's also Um, perfect because my dad was a huge bourbon drinker. Um, He loved his bourbon. Now he he would go like crown, crown and water. Like basically uh, uh, bourbon and water was his choice. Which is, well, crown, crown is a Canadian. It's not bourbon. I got to be sticky to it. Yes. Uh, Yes. Yes. (laughs) I'm going to nerd out. (laughs) Technically, technically crown is usually a rye. It's a Canadian (laughs) rye. And it's only about like 80 proof and it's really sweet. And it only has to be aged uh, for three years in Canada to be called a uh, Canadian whiskey, but it's not a bourbon at all. Nerd. Uh, because Nerd. to be a bourbon, you have to be American and Crown that's, Royal is Canadian. Well, that's that's true. My dad was not Canadian and I guess he wasn't that picky, but he still chose he, he liked bourbons was his favorite. Was, his what, was, okay. uh, was your dad a, a bourbon drinker? He was a whiskey drinker, yes. I actually remember 
my very first drink, and I can't remember if it was bourbon or if it was like a scotch or something else, but it was a whiskey, and I can't remember what it was. Um, but my very first sip of whiskey, when I was probably around like eight years old. I remember. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> what a good dad. Huh? Yeah. Um, we were in... We were in like one of those Delta Sky Miles clubs. My dad used to fly a lot for his job. Um, and we were like flying, I think probably to Iowa or maybe to Pennsylvania or something where he was living or whatnot. And uh, I know it, I'm pretty sure at least my brother, and I think my sister, where we were all together, you know, hanging out with dad in this Delta Sky Miles club. And dad got a whiskey and I think it was whiskey and water or whatever. And he made us all try it. And it was disgusting. Of course, it was disgusting. <laughs> of course, of course. I was a kid. I was fucking eight. Like, <laughs> that was not good. But I remember that was my very first sip of alcohol that I remember oh. uh, drinking at a Delta Sky Miles Club kind of thing or those one of those, you know, fancy clubs. Oh. And oh, dads. Uh, and, and dads. Fucking dads. <laughs> fucking dads. Um, so I, I have a connection to, to whiskey, you know, with my dad as well. And actually, I remember with like some of the little bit of money that, that I got from my dad. One of the things that I wanted to do was um, own a whiskey as old as I am. Oh. And so I went and bought the most expensive bottle I've ever purchased, which is a $300 bottle. So it's not like blow your socks off, but maybe it was a little bit over that, maybe like 320 or something. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. But I bought a scotch that was distilled in 1985. Okay. Like me. Oh, cool. And so one of the special things that um, – that I will kind of always associate with that one. One, I'll, I'm only going to drink it on my birthday. Yeah. So I haven't cracked it yet uh, because I just got it this year. I got it when Keisha, who went and flew out, and we inherited my dad's car, which is now what Keisha drives, um, and she brought my dad's ashes, or my, the third, third of my dad's ashes, mm. um, along with this whiskey that I kind of purchased uh, with, you know, the tiny bit of inheritance money and and, you know, brought it across the country to me. And so basically when she got back home, she was like, all right, here's your whiskey and here's your dad. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Jesus so, God. so it'll be kind of an, it'll be a little connection. Um, and also uh, just, just, you know, this, this year has been tough. You know, I almost actually wanted to review um, a beer today. Yeah. <laughs> I have one left beer and I'm just going to tell this story just because. Um, so I decided to bury my dad uh, my dad's ashes at my house mm. that we own. Cause I always asked him. Um, I remember asking him anyway, dad, what do you want to do with your ashes when you're, when you're dead? And he was like, I don't care. I'll be dead. <laughs> that was, just, that's the kind of dad he was. And I was like, no, seriously, is there anything? He's like, well, I don't know. Put me someplace I've never been. And in an emotional aspect, my dad never made it to LaGrange okay. where I live. He never made it to my house. Um, I always wanted him to come here, see where I was living, where I was starting to put some roots, and he got sick and and whatnot, and he could never travel here, yeah. you know, in time, yeah, to to see this. So I'm like, well, fuck it, I'm gonna put a little bit of dad at the first house I own, um, or you know, at this home because it's my first house. I, even if I move out of here, it'll still, it's still the first it, house I've ever owned. It'll always be um, the first house, yeah, that you own exactly. And, and I'm not gonna be a person who carries around my dad's ashes forever. No. I'm just not. That's I don't need him on the mantle or any of that kind of shit. Um, but on Father's Day, basically, I buried I buried his ashes, or Keisha and I buried his ashes, and we went around to, like, I'm not even fucking kidding, eight different goddamn liquor stores and grocery stores and whatnot, because my dad, you, what I remember is I remember my dad used to drink um, Milwaukee's Best, 
which is a terrible beer. Yep, my <laughs> my dad beer. drinks that too. It's that piss water beer. <laughs> it's awful. What the fuck? What's why do dads drink that shit? I don't man? know. And so I went around to so many fucking places, and I couldn't find the exact one that he drank. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I remember it was kind of like in a great like a silverish and bluish yes, kind of yes yes that's exactly what my dad drank <laughs> exact fucking yeah. thing and so that might have been old milwaukee's light or something yeah, i can't remember I, yeah. but i couldn't find it all i could find literally the entire old the only Ill, old milwaukee i found was old milwaukee ice um old milwaukee's best ice is so yeah milwaukee's best not, not old milwaukee i'm sorry those are two different ones yeah. old milwaukee and milwaukee's best are two different my dad drank milwaukee's best and she's the same thing. Same. It's, same. it's awful. And so and so I, I bought that and I have one left and I'm actually I'm saving it for Keisha because, you know, if she wants to drink it. She can. But that's pretty much what I did on Father's Day this year. Wow. I drank I drank Milwaukee's best. I buried dad and just kind of thought about him. And I ended up watching movies that he introduced us to that I love like Billy Jack. So, uh, not we actually. I didn't watch Billy Jack, but I did absolutely. You know, around that time, listen to um, our episode that we had my yeah, dad on. Yeah, so which is something I'll always cherish. Yeah, so you and John were were lucky to have your dad on the blast from our past and talk about Billy Jack, a, a movie that that's another that's a that's a dad movie right there as well. <laughs> but yeah, that's such an yeah. awesome thing. Uh, unfortunately, I never had my dad on, but I have talked a million times about him taking me to all those movies back when I was a kid and and mm-hmm. even though he didn't oh, particularly on aliens he told us like, to me that's what i always think is like wow what a good dad took you when you're like eight, eight or nine. years old eight years old to go see aliens in the theater halfway through the movie he turns to his eight-year-old son and says i think this is a sequel to something <laughs> i was like dad god damn it <laughs> looking back god damn it um but yeah dude that you know and we're, we're we're trying not to make this morbid but at the same time we're talking things out because that's what we do here and uh you know get, get, picking up my dad's ashes was a surreal thing you know at the mm-hmm. at the the cream, cremation place crematorium because like you know it looks like a small box and then you go and you actually pick it up and it's quite heavy and i'm like well i guess you know it's a lot of mass for a you know a big dude and everything um but we're going to uh bury him and my stepmom's ashes in kentucky um okay. in october so i'm gonna have to go to fly east in october um and that's where my stepmom's family's uh plot is and everything okay. and so we're gonna bury them together and okay. you know and whatnot i don't think nice. we're gonna have any kind of like ceremony it's just gonna yeah. be us something small yeah we, we didn't we haven't ended up doing any ceremony and i think that's fine i don't think and, dad yeah wanted all that much anyway and we didn't do one for my stepmom because when she passed it was 2020 it was right in the middle of covid we couldn't uh, yeah. travel anywhere and then dad even said in his will that if we want to do something great but don't feel obligated to have to do something for mm-hmm. for this because it's just it's so weird and awkward. So if anything, we might just have a family reunion next summer or something and kind of celebrate life, you know. But like I don't know if memorials services are are gonna go by the wayside or anything. Um, I do say that I I do get it. I do understand why because without that, it's just been. Th- like a month of just people hitting me up and being like, Oh my mm-hmm. God, I'm so sorry. And it's like, it, it, I do get why we created this one singular event to just have everybody say they're sorry at the same time. So it's mm-hmm. not an mm-hmm. ongoing process, but um, yeah. But yeah. It's, it's, it's tough too. Cause I don't know. I don't know how, if your dad moved around a lot, but my dad did. Um, yeah. We were mostly, we were born in Iowa, like most of our group. And then we lived in Georgia. My dad lived in Pennsylvania, and then he died and lived out in Vegas for the last four years of his life. So, and we were like, 
well, where the fuck would we do a ceremony? Yeah, what's... He, he he knows so few people out in Vegas. He knows some people, but we don't know all the people, you know, in yeah. Georgia. Not all that much, even then. And then Iowa for family, sure, that might make sense. Um, but ultimately, we're just like, it's... it's And it got too crazy, too. That's like, you know what? No, everybody remembers him in their own way, and, and we're happy with that. Yeah, and that's how my dad too was, too. He grew up in uh, uh, Mount Pleasance, Pleasant? Uh, New York with like a huge family, you know, Irish Catholic family. But now they're all spread to the wind, you know, East Coast, West Coast, Massachusetts, Walla Walla, Washington, like all over the place. You know, he lived in Roanoke, Virginia. He lived in Annapolis, Maryland, and then he passed away in Florida. So, yeah, where would we do it? You know what I mean? And like, you know, if having him buried in in Virginia – was an you know we were thinking about that because that's where his parents are and his brother uh, who passed away my uncle uh, back when I was like seven years old or something. Um, so, but my stepmom's family is like huge in Mount Sterling, Kentucky. Like it's almost like like they're a big family there. Like people know mm-hmm. them and everything. Like they're they're not like political or anything, but they're just they've been there forever. So it just kind of made sense to keep their ashes together. And then I never yeah. thought about breaking up the ashes because you and I are both not very religious and stuff, but it just seems weird to me to have a body now broken apart, but hey, no judgments, you know, but in my (laughs) head, it seems a little bit odd. (laughs) Well, it seems a bit selfish. Your sister doesn't get any of him. That's that's true. That's true. Uh, Well, neither of us did. I I asked for the leg and uh, uh, three fingers. That's specifically what I said. Sorry, that was a bad joke. I like dark humor. Y'all know I like dark humor. I know. Oh, man, I know. But yeah. So, but real quick, guys and gals, if you're wondering why we're doing a quickie whiskey review, well, go, oh, check, yeah. go check out Curb Your Enthusiasm. I'm plugging it, is baby. That what, is that what we were doing? A quickie whiskey review? It stopped being quickie a while I know. ago. Hell, I, I haven't know. even had any whiskey, really, for the review. But I, I guess let's bring it back around. So, this Elijah Craig Barrel Proof uh, C920 is 132.8 proof. So that is 66.4% alcohol. It's about halfway through, a little bit more than. Yeah. Um, but so I've been I've been slowly sipping on this guy. And I'm gonna give it a little pour right here. And yeah, I wanted to have a little bit of uh, regular small batch Elijah Craig just to kind of acclimate myself a little bit. I didn't <laughs> want my first pour of whiskey for the night to be a fucking beefy high proofer. Knock your socks right. off. Yeah, give it a little. Color. That looks color. nice. That's a good color yeah, right it's there. It's a nice dude. color. Yeah, I mean, it's twelve year. It's a twelve year old whiskey. I mean, damn. All right. Oh, fuck. Pungent, huh? Wow. No, I mean, by this point, you know, it's 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 been it's calmed down a lot. Okay. Because it is half, been, um, yeah, half air. And... I am getting. Wow. I want to say like, yeah, milk chocolate. Mixed with white chocolate. No, vanilla. dude. Dude, you're talking yeah. my it, talking it, my, <laughs> my stuff, baby. It is absolutely. That's like what is the, that's intensely what I'm getting. Like wow. an intense milk chocolate, and then a white chocolate swirl, and then you just pour some like drops of fucking vanilla extract on top. So what you're saying is this? Wow, this, this smells. This smells phenomenal. like uh, the alcoholic version of the black and white cookie, huh? Yeah, yeah. There we go. <laughs> there we go. God, it's it smells amazing. Man, sweetness, like maybe even some like that butterscotch or toffee in there. Wow. Not getting like a bunch of cherry. I'm just getting like these intense, caramelly, sweet, very sugary kind of notes in there. All of the ones that I talked about. Chocolatey stuff. Okay. Let me just take this sip here. Ooh, all right. So I still get the heat. Yeah. On the punch or the taste. I, I, can, sure. I can tell when you talk when you get that heat because you're like, ah. Yeah. Oh, 
Um, yeah, the nose was, was phenomenal. I'm going to take a second sip here to try and see if my mouth will catch up to the high proof um, so I can get a little bit more regular flavors. Yeah. Tongue still tiny, tiny bit burning from the high percentage. The milk chocolate has given way to a dark chocolate. Okay. I'm getting dark chocolate that tying in with the oak, you know, a 12-year-old oaky, sweet, sweet oak bourbon. Vanilla is still there. They're still lingering. They're still, oh, the Kentucky hug. It's warming down into my heart. Yeah, this is uh, this is quite good. Maybe a tiny hint of cherry in the back. Ooh. Yeah, hint a, of cherry a, in there, too. It's I'm a cacophony of flavors right there. Yeah. I mean, I will say, I don't know if it, it quite lives up to the nose that, I'm, that I was talking, yeah. but overall, this is a powerful flavor bomb. Damn. of whiskey right here now are you taking this out of rotation for the curb your enthusiasm quickie whiskey reviews now that, yes now that I, you've done it for this this would have been one that i probably would have um talked about um, during uh, a wrap-up yeah. i usually save like my favorites for it yeah but i've got enough other good whiskeys you know what people will pro- people who listen to curb i assume listen to cartwright so that'd be kind of weird. That's right. <laughs> I don't think that's. Yeah, exactly. Wow. That'd be odd. I mean, that'd be possible. It's, it's sure. It's Maybe possible. there's just curb fans that hate Seinfeld and they don't listen to that. But you know what? Um, so I am not going to review this one again. Uh, but overall, the Elijah Craig barrel proofs, the re- the last couple of years, they haven't had another one like close to 130 proof. They've been in around that 120 and they've been much simpler, much easier to drink, which is fine. I like that as well. But this is a punch of flavor. This is a sipping bourbon. This is not a big swig bourbon. Yeah. You want to take just a tiny little bit, get the flavors, get the aromas, get what, you know, give it, get it, coat your tongue, let it get all over the place, you know, get the taste buds going, and then take another sip. And this is this is great. This, this is, is absolutely fantastic. So what you're saying is that this is not a bourbon and water bourbon. Uh, well. For some people, they might want it. I like. I don't like watering my bourbon. I just don't. Yeah. Um, you know, if it's a hot day, bourbon on the rocks, you know, can work for me. Yeah, let the ice um, melt but, a little bit and everything. Yeah. yeah, but and that's fine. I used to be a big fan of that. Now I've gotten to the snobbery part where I'm just like, you know what? If I have to do shit myself to make this bourbon taste better, then fuck it. I'll buy other bourbons. There's plenty of good bourbons out there that I can just pour into the glass and drink. I don't want to have to be, you know, I don't want to have to modify my bourbon at all. So the other night uh, I sent you a picture, but I'll tell everybody uh, what I, what I drank. Um, Myra and I went out and had a date night. Uh, I've been drinking beer for like a year now. I really need to get back into whiskey and bourbon because I'm feeling so bloated. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to order like a cocktail, you know, and uh, I saw this one called Derby in Fuego. It's Maker's Mark bourbon, uh, fresh grapefruit and hot honey syrup, which I hot honey syrup. would I thought it was maybe the the temperature, but no, it's it's a spicy, no, spicy, spicy, yeah, spicy, sweet, dude. Yeah. It was literally the best thing I've ever had. It's kind of it was wow. kind of at an unassuming bar. So when you do come to visit, we might just go pop in for just a drink or something because I want you to try this. It's so fucking good. It blew me away and I had to take a picture and send it to Adam. Um, Mm -hmm. But this gives me a reason to to bring up. So guys and gals, you've heard for so long now that Adam uh, was going to come out and we were going to record the final episode of Cartwright, the series finale together face to face. Uh, That was supposed to be 
pretty much about a week and a half ago that Adam was supposed to be here. Um, now, when he bought his tickets, I did tell him, I was like, for the love of God, get insurance. And I'm glad he did uh, because, yeah, my dad passed away and I was in Florida during that time frame. So we still have, you're going to hear this episode and you're going to mm. hear episodes that we've recorded prior to it, you know, coming up and there's going to talk about Adam coming out. So we're still going to try and make that happen. We are going to make that yes. happen, but yes. it might not allow for the episode to bump up as immediate as we would have wanted it to. We're not quite sure how it's going to play out, but we just wanted to let you guys know it didn't play out the way we planned. We're, we're pivoting and we're still going to do it. We just don't know. We haven't picked out the date yet and we obviously haven't recorded it. So we don't know when that episode will drop. But we still plan on recording an episode face-to-face for the series yep. finale of Cartwright. Now, as you all know, if you're Patreon subscribers, we're still going strong with Curb. Hell, they just announced this month that Gur- Curb got renewed for a season 12. So That's ridiculous. So dude, I can't believe it. And we're only like halfway through season four. <laughs> so Adam and I still have a lot of podcasting yep. ahead of us, but it's pretty much it's pretty much Curb because at this point, dude, I think we only have the fin- maybe the penultimate episode and the finale. No, just, just, just the, the finale. finale after the finale and then our series wrap up and then we will figure out a series um, the se- sorry, the season wrap up, and then our se- series wrap up, we will be together for. Yeah, so so yeah, guys and gals, just know every episode uh, up to the penultimate one has was recorded prior to my dad passing. So we're still gonna figure yeah. it out, um, and we because we still want to do it. And Adam, you still have your tickets, right? I assume it just gets yeah, credited. I, I've over. got I've got like a voucher yeah, stuff. I'm good yeah, to go. So. I will. We'll, we'll just got to figure out a weekend, and uh, we'll make it happen. Yep, hopefully it's not the weekend that I'm in uh, Mount Sterling, Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, exactly. Or hopefully our moms don't die. Jesus oh. God. Jesus God. <laughs> Knock on wood. Jesus. <laughs> Guys and gals, we are we love our dark humor here. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, All man. Right. Do you want to you get into this list? Yeah, let's do our list. We are doing our top five dad episodes, if you guys forgot, because we've had a lot of other things <laughs> we have been discussing. Uh, and we're going to do this in like regular BFOP network style, uh, which is we will start with five, make our way to one. And if anybody has like, a higher episode, let's say, for example, um, oh, my number one, or, you know, I had Corey says, uh, one of my episodes is the Puerto Rican Day uh, episode, which I don't think any of the parents were in that one. I don't remember that. Um, and I said, oh, that's higher on my list, meaning it's higher, at, like closer to number one or is number one. Then we wait until the person who liked it better, if you will, yeah. uh, will talk to talk about it. Then. Talk about it then. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I have a I have one runner up um, and then I have um, one worst so okay. do you do you happen to have a worst? If not, I'll, I'll... I I didn't write I I know I looked at the different episodes that I kind of like put into consideration, and I saw the one that I had my my lowest score on, um, but I didn't I only rewatched about six episodes for this, um, and I kind of I initially went through looked at the ones that are like oh here are the moments that yeah. I remember loving, and then I looked at my scores, and then I kind of tried to refresh myself with the episode, and then I watched. Um, uh, like the top six that I would and kind of ranked them that way. Yeah, yeah, and I I tried to watch as many as I could based on like you know Wikipedia. If you look up each character's name, you can find out like what episodes are in, sort of cross reference. Mm-hmm. But then like you know like half sometimes halfway through an episode, you haven't even seen a parent a dad yeah. yet. So I'm like ah, I start you know phasing out and everything. So yeah, I tried to watch as much as possible. But yeah, there's some that just you're like okay, they're just in it at the end or something. And you know exactly. So one of the things we did say is. A parent just can't be 
in it at the end or for one scene. They have to be an active member of one of the storylines. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and so one of those that uh, it fits all the criteria and I wound up watching it and, and I really don't like it that much is The Wallet season that three. That was my lowest ranked yep. one. That's what I was going to guess. Yep. And uh, for me... I just found Morty to be annoying as hell in that episode. And I, I love Morty. We both love Morty. Hashtag yes. that's my Morty. Um, but this is my least favorite Morty episode. Can't stand it, man. I ranked that a two um, when we actually discussed it way back when. And it sounds like we were pretty accurate. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, so. it's not it's not the best. Um, okay. So I do have a runner up, but I maybe I'll save that in between yeah. two and one or something, you know. But it's well, it's a runner up. Uh, to, you well, mean? let's say let's save it to the very end. Okay. Um, because because might... we have no idea what yeah. might be our ones. Okay, that sounds good. unless we spoil them for exactly. each other. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll save my runner up for the very end. Um. All right, buddy. Uh, do you want to kick off with your number five? My number five. I would not be shocked if it's higher on your list because I know. You're a big fan of it because uh, it's quite recent. We talked about it not too long ago because it came out in season nine. My number five is The Strike. It actually didn't make my list. Wow. Okay. So so kind of mental in my head, I was like. It takes a while for them to get exactly. into it. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, I, and I even, I, I went back and looked at my, my, I even gave it like a three. Like it's not yeah. one of my favorites, but yet it's, it's so Frank Costanza strong, but since mm -hmm. it hasn't made my list, uh, Adam and I, we said we're going to read the description for the episode um, and uh, to kind of give you guys a little bit of a, you know, re refresher. So, The Strike. Everyone celebrates Festivus with the Costanzas. George invents the Human Fund. Kramer goes back to work at H&H Bagels, ending a 12-year strike. Elaine gives a fake phone number to a suitor in a denim vest. Jerry dates a Two-Face. Now, for our, you know, what we're doing here, you loved Frank Costanza, right? Exactly. And the classicness of Festivus is what ultimately pulled it up. And you're right. It didn't happen until the second half of the episode. There was a lot of this episode without Frank. Um, and that's why it ended up being five. Like, there was a good chance it could have been higher, but there was a lot less Frank. And I considered, actually, I was kind of debating between this one as five or six. Um but overall, I just felt Festivus was too good, and I love Frank during it. I love his airing of grievances. I love when he had to go get the pole out of the fucking crawl space, and then he brings it to monks. Like, <laughs> drags it across the ground. <laughs> he drags it, exactly. It's just, it's top tier Frank. I mean, everybody remembers Festivus, yeah. and so I felt like it had to make my list. Yeah, and I, I figured it would pop up on yours if it wasn't going to be on mine. And it's a great episode. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I watch it. It's and that's the thing. Actually, it's not a great episode to me. Like I think overall, it's kind of a yeah. mid tier episode. But I you watch gave it, it three. I gave right? it a three, so it's a little bit okay. higher than mid tier. Yeah, oh, I gave it a three point five. Yeah, um, but. I watch it every December. Yes. <laughs> it's it's a it's a must in the rotation, and I do think that Frank Costanza outshines everybody in it, and it's such a mm -hmm. great Frank Costanza like focus on that part. Well, it is because I think I remember like neither of us really liked the Two Face yeah, no, aspect. No. Like the Jerry's main storyline, not that good. Not that good. The Human Fund, classic. Love yeah. the Human Fund. Love Kruger, Kuger. Yep. That's great. But and how that all culminates into. Um, you know, a Festivus at the end is awesome. Um, Elaine's stuff, 
meh. Yeah. The denim guy and the fake number, meh. And also the H&H bagel stuff is okay. I love the no bagel, no bagel, no bagel, no bagel. Like, that's good. But overall, what really made that episode the best is Frank. As I rained blows down <laughs> upon him. I love that phrase, man. Yes. That is good stuff. All right. Great, great pick. Great pick, my friend. Uh, all right. My number five is season seven, The Showerhead. Not on my list. Okay. Elaine tests positive for opium and loses her job at the Peterman Company. George convinces his parents to move to Florida, but they squabble with the Seinfelds, leaving everyone in misery. Jerry's building changes all the shower heads to low flow. Now, one of the things that I loved about this was, well, is the the rivalry between the the Costanzas and the Seinfelds, and it doesn't start with this one. Actually, it starts way long uh, uh, ago in uh, I believe um, in season probably five with the raincoats. So that's not too long ago. But the uh, the rivalry between the two parents is one thing that I actually very much enjoy. Uh, I just I also love that uh, that you know Frank is going down to Del Boca visit Del Boca. Vista Del Baco Vista Del Baco Del Vista Basto. <laughs> for spite and so you know what yes. I'm putting this one on my list for spite <laughs> okay fair I mean I, I remember I don't, I don't I don't remember what I had that one um off the top of my head but uh um I thought it was an okay episode if I remember right. and the thing is I didn't go off of my scores or anything yeah, for okay. this I just kind of watched them all you know in order yeah. and just kind of I thought it was gonna be harder than i than i mm-hmm. thought there were a lot of episodes that like halfway through i was like nope x nope x yeah. nope well, x. Yeah, there's just not enough yep. yeah it, yeah just not enough but this one i liked that that all of their decisions affect either jerry or george so that i like how all mm-hmm. of their storylines okay. and their battlings permeate outwards into the group and i think it's a nice connective tissue for that episode not cool with that nice Very cool with that all right what is your number four? My number four absolutely has enough of uh, the father. And it doesn't have any of George or any of Kramer. My I, number four is the pen. Higher on my list. Okay. Not surprised. All right. My number four, <laughs> Manja, <laughs> season two, <laughs> the pony remark. Oh, wow. Okay. So interesting. I didn't expect this one to make my list, right? I But yeah. I saw it on the list of Wikipedia. Let me give you the description real quick, because that was a one we haven't uh, talked about in a long time. It's been time. a long time. Yeah. It's been a while <laughs> since we've talked to Pony Remark. <laughs> remember Stained? Yeah, yes. Were a band. Yes, I do. I do remember. <laughs> I had that album. <laughs> I did too. I did too. The Pony Remark, season two. Uh, Jerry inadvertently offends his elderly relative by saying he hates people who had ponies growing up. The woman dies before Jerry can clear the air. Jerry is torn between attending her funeral and playing a championship softball game. What I love the most about this in what we're talking about here is Morty's reaction while Jerry is desperately 
pleading his case to everybody. Morty just kind of has a smirk on his face, you know? And then mm. you find out later in the episode when he's kind of, Jerry's talking to his parents about everything. And, and Morty was like, yeah, I didn't, I don't like people who had uh, po- kids who had ponies either. So like, okay. I liked it the whole time he was like agreeing with Jerry, but at the same time, he was also watching his son desperately plead his case and not actually defend him because, you know, he didn't want to get on the wrong side of Helen because he, yes. because Morty knows where, his bread is buttered he knows that yes but i just i like that subtlety for morty and i thought it was a just a, i liked ultimately how he was on his son's side it's like yeah i don't like kids with ponies either i thought they're annoying no he does just morty seems like the kind of dad who has never cooked his own dinner like helen has done everything yeah. for that family because morty was probably the the main breadwinner and helen was the typical yeah. stay-at-home parent and all that mom and everything yeah i guarantee you yeah for sure <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so yeah the pony remark one thing we actually didn't mention, um, not only, you know, obviously, I'm sure, I mean, everyone should know this, uh, not just our dad's past, the two fathers of Seinfeld past, I mean, we're not including the former fathers yeah. who were recast, I, they they might have passed, to, to my knowledge, but uh, Barney Martin, I think is his last name? Yeah, I think so. Definitely Barney. Yeah. Um, he passed in 2005, and of course, Jerry Stiller passed in 2020. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, all, we're all part of the Dead Dad Club. Yep, yep, exactly. And we're all celebrating dads right now. Yeah, we are. Cheers to them. Cheers to dads. So, yeah, po- pony remark number four. I'm so, yeah, very surprised. That did not even make my, like, um, an, like a list of, like, oh, I need to yeah. rethink about this one. Yeah. So well, we, I'm glad it did. Well, and I hope we hope that this conversation will, you know, kind of shed light on some episodes where people can go back and, and rewatch them. Gotta say, let me do a little side thing. You know, this whole Cartwright, this whole Cartwright thing we've been doing has been a blast uh, because we've been going from beginning to end, like sort of in order. But then going back here and watching episodes from all over the place really put into perspective, like how different the early shows were versus the the later ones and everything. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. God damn, this is good bourbon. You love that bourbon, baby. Oh my god, it's so much flavor. It's so, I mean, it's hot. Don't get me wrong. It's hot, baby. Ooh, okay. My number three? <laughs> number three. All right. Speaking of hot, I am talking the hot wheels of the Cadillac. Oh, good one. It is not on my list. What season is that? Okay. Uh, Cadillac is season seven. The Cadillac, parts one and two. When Jerry buys his father a new Cadillac... It leads to trouble for the Seinfelds at their Florida condominium. Through a friend, Elaine sets George up with Marissa Tomei. Kramer turns the tables on the cable guy. As awful as the cable guy <laughs> stuff is. The This is an hour-long episode. I gave it a four at the time. Um, this deals with Morty and the insanity of the, I think it was the Pines at, Marvel or whatever. I can't remember what what the um, place was before Del Boca Vista. Yeah. Um, the not Del Boca Vista. <laughs> the, the not Del, the one with Jack Clompus. Yeah, yeah. You know that place. Good old Clompus. But this deals with the insanity of like this. You know, cat. You know, he gives him a Cadillac, and that back and forth, and then also the impeachment. This is, deals with all of the impeachment and the insanity of Jack Clompus, and oh, his son. Bought him a Cadillac, and how he must be stealing money because his his son's comedy isn't that good. And oh, he can stay late for the um, 
doesn't have to go to the early bird special because he's obviously must be embezzling money and all of this stuff leading up to this Nixon-esque ending where he leaves <laughs> to get into the Cadillac and is kicked out. I think it's fantastic. This is just it is. top tier Morty. <laughs> I mean, it is, dude. It, it really is. Uh, honestly, it probably would have been like my top seven or eight or something like that. But yeah, yeah it's it's solid Morty, and uh, oh, you, you can't go wrong with it. A good a good double parter. Uh, I ha- I'm gonna have a, a two parter on my list, so don't don't you worry, my friend. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this one also kind of like had um, you know story threads that kind of went outwards in, into other episodes with uh, them mm-hmm. selling the Cadillac, then Jerry having to go back down and get the Cadillac, and then he, you know, Clumpus sinks the Cadillac in the water. It, it's, you know, it's all kinds of stuff. Yeah. It's great stuff. It's great. Good one. Good one, buddy. Okay. Well, my number three... That's where we're on, right? Yeah. My number yeah. three, you called it out already, the pen. While visiting his parents in Florida, Jerry suffers a scuba diving accident, and Elaine endures a very uncomfortable night on a sofa bed. A tribute to Jerry's dad goes awry after Jerry accepts an astro- astronomer pen, astronomer pen from a surly retiree. Uh, yeah, dude, I this episode is fantastic. It's it obviously it's it's Morty centric, but we also get Clompus. Um, I actually made Myra watch this episode with me from beginning <laughs> to end because I was like, you know what? I think you might like it because she likes Elaine. She hates George. Um, I think she's kind of indifferent to uh, to Kramer. Um, mm-hmm. She hates Jerry's laugh or his high-pitched stuff, you know. But uh, I was like, you might like this one. And you know what? She did laugh one point. She snorted. She snorted laugh. And I was like, yay, awesome. All right. And then afterwards, I was like, hey, do you want to watch The Serenity now? And she had just worked a full shift. And she was like... Do I have to? And I was like, okay, okay. You, you just worked a full <laughs> you, shift. Yeah, you pushed too far. I pushed you too can't far. Push that far. <laughs> but yeah, dude, the pen. Um, I love seeing Morty and Helen in their natural habitat. Uh, yes. It's fun having Jerry outside of his natural habitat and as, as well as Elaine. And then just all the chaos that comes around it. And it's just so oh. well written, man, with the oh. whole, like, like as soon as Compass leaves, the door slams, and Helen's like, why'd you take his pen? Myra laughed, like, her ass off from that one. And then, like, with yes. the later with the old lady coming by, she's like, hi, Jerry, show me the new pen. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's good, man. And then Stella, the whole Stella thing, dude, it's fucking great. Yeah, the Stella's fantastic. And Morty, I mean, in particular, you know, they were talking about him being condo board president already. Um, but also, hell, he defends his son. Why'd you take my son's pen? Huh? <laughs> Tell him about that. <laughs> like, it's Morty's great. He's just he's like, fucking hey, Morty. It's awesome. And you know what? My ears perked up. Because we, uh, in season four of Curb Your Enthusiasm, we just got to Funkhauser, and uh, mm-hmm. I guess Funkhauser's dad was having a tribute at the golf club, and you and I were mm-hmm. like, what the fuck is a tribute? And we kind of like, I think we looked it up, and we're yeah. okay. But this is, but then I just was like, holy shit, uh, Morty is having a tribute at the at the place. So it's kind of yeah. the same thing, and I was like, oh, kind of circled, and now That's I understand probably, what yeah. a tribute is, and... Didn't before. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I love that Jack, you know, even though their friendship had kind of started to dissolve a little bit, he was doing a roast, which is fine. Yeah. I, I love a roast. Yeah. Make fun of me. I don't care. Morty does not have a sense of humor. Yeah. He cannot understand a roast, and so that's why he gets so upset about it. I love that. Me too. That, that's a, it's, a, it's a great one, dude. I love yeah. the pen. 
Um, all right. What is your number two? My number two, as we are moving along, I don't think it's going to be on your list. I really thought it would be, but because you mentioned it and you mentioned the fact that your wife didn't feel like watching it with you, so you might not have included it, The Serenity Now. Higher on my list. Oh! <laughs> so that tells you where it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's, yeah, it's, that's, that's where that is. <laughs> uh, then it is. Then it is on your list. I'm, I was like, oh, man, no, this is going to be on his no, list. No, no. Yeah, it was destined for w- one spot and one yeah. spot only well, for me. So we'll, so we'll talk about it later. Yep, in, in, in one second. But we'll get to my number two right now is a two-parter, and that is The Raincoats, part one and Higher two. on my hey, list. Hey, we're swapping <laughs> We swapped one and two, baby. Oh, man. Okay, so how do we do How do we do this then? I don't, I don't know. All right. We just, let's, start, let's start with The Raincoats, and then we'll end with Serenity. Okay, how about okay that? that's fine. <laughs> so, yeah, that was my number one. Okay. All right. So, all right. We'll do the raincoats first. We'll discuss that first. Uh, season five. Elaine dates a close talker who loves spending time with Jerry's parents. Jerry is caught making out during Schindler's List. Morty and Kramer go into business together. Uh, you, This is your number one. So, why don't you yeah. talk first about what you liked about so- it? Why I chose this as my number one over Serenity Now. Now, the Serenity Now is awesome, and we will talk about that in a second. The Raincoats includes both fathers, and it does a fantastic job of including both fathers in this storyline. Because you're getting a couple storylines here. You're getting the Cabana Wear storyline, <laughs> you know, the the, the 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 selling of the old clothes. Um, you know, so there's there's... Jerry, not Jerry's, sorry, I was thinking Jerry Stiller, um, Frank's cabana wear that's getting sold. Also, the executive, the introduction of the executive and all of that stuff dealing with uh, Morty's. But then also them potentially having dinner together for paella. Oh, my God, Estelle made all this paella. And they you think that they're going to have this interaction, but they don't because they don't, they don't much care for the, for the Costanzas. And this, this In is, fact, we can't stand them. <laughs> and, and this is when we first they start, first start creating that rivalry that we know about. Yes, exactly. Uh, which would lead to we're going to Del Boca Vista out of spite. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but because we got so much of both of the parents – this just had to land at number one for yeah. me. Um, also, I love Judge Reinhold Aaron's relationship with the Seinfelds. It's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Me too. I mean, it's hilarious. It's, I don't think that there's a bad storyline in this whole episode. Uh, yeah. I I loved it all. I gave it. I gave it a four. Um, but there probably there was definitely something that I had to that I knocked it at four. But um, overall, it is it's great. Yeah, it's just it's a it's really enjoyable, and you get so much of both the Costanzas and the Seinfelds that I I just had to go number one. Yeah, and I think ultimately you're probably correct. Like if if someone said to me, "What's the best Seinfeld parents episode?" This is it. Sure, you know what I sure. mean. I'm like, here you go. It's just Serenity now. It's just it's a hard hard to rip that mm-hmm. away from my soul as as number one. But like. Dude, this is one I would show anybody if they wanted, honestly, a good example of just a solid Seinfeld episode, you know, but specifically for the parents and as to why we enjoy them. It's not just that they're the parents of these characters that we like, but they're their own characters. And this Mm -hmm. is like not the first episode to to focus on them, but I think it's one of the first episodes to, well, it put them both together and really formulate a giant 
like plot line around these two parents and every the, the two sets of parents and really combining them in a way that I think makes perfect sense because I even remember mm-hmm. when this came out, I was like, of course the the Seinfelds wouldn't like the Costanzas. Like who the fuck would, you know, because they're yeah. fucking maniacs. They're always fighting. They're always fighting. Now, I, I do, you, you mentioned this is the first uh, time the executor is mentioned. Um, it's actually the first time it's mentioned by name because in the uh, uh. the pony remark, he, he mentions, you know, having a okay. copy. They didn't have the name for it. Um, yeah. But yeah, dude, this is this is a classic, classic two-parter right here, man. And uh, on uh, on the DVD and on um, uh, Netflix, it's, it's, as, it's one episode. It's billed as one episode. Mm-hmm. Well... Because we know you're number one, let's give some of our honorable mentions, I guess, before we dive into what is, you know, pos- you know, one of the best. We can say, equivocally, Serenity Now and The Raincoats are the two best, yeah. like, you yeah. know, dead episodes. Yeah, so down. what are some of your honorable mentions? Yeah, I'll give you one uh, right now. Actually, you know what? So I'll give you, I got two. Yep, I also have two. That I want to mention. <laughs> but I got more that we can talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. So, one, I think one that I, I don't think of a lot, but is I think it's actually pretty solid, is the Cigar Store Indian. Yeah. Uh, That's the condom wrapper. They find yep. George's condom wrapper. <laughs> yep. It's it's it, The Seinfelds, or I'm sorry, the Costanzas aren't in it that much, but they're strong yeah. in it, and, and their presence is felt. Uh, another one that I really enjoyed, but it didn't quite make the cut, was the money, strictly for the Aunt Baby conversation. Oh, <laughs> How old would Aunt the Baby money. be if she was alive today? She never yeah. would have made it. <laughs> I didn't care for that that episode, and that didn't hit me like it hit you. But sure, yeah, that that's all I got for uh, uh, honorable okay. mentions. Uh, I'll throw out a few of them then. Um, the doll, because that includes the Maestro Pool yeah. episode between Kramer, the Maestro, and uh, Frank. Uh, the Doorman, which isn't a, the best episode. It's a three point five, is what I gave it, but that includes the Manzier slash the Bro, yeah. uh, classic yeah. stuff. And then the two that were the closest that actually kind of like were vying for my fifth spot, um, the Fatigue, yep. which is this is the flashback to yep. the war stuff. I mean, I think that stuff is hilarious. Old. Jerry Stiller playing young Jerry Stiller is, I don't know, I think that stuff's hilarious. The, the, faci- the, fu- the Fusilli Jerry, right? The Fusilli yeah. Jerry is the other one. Yeah. Um, st- you know, stopping on or, or sitting down on the Fusilli Jerry, not that funny to me because there's no way that fucking uh, a pasta went through his pants into his anal cavity. Yeah. There's no goddamn way. Yeah. It's fucking pasta. It would break. But the stopping short. Stop short. Yeah. That's my move. Like, I love that part. And honestly, I was trying to consider the rye um, just for the hen, the chicken, uh, yeah. the rooster discussion. But they're <laughs> they're only in it for that one yeah. scene. And yeah, the rest of the episode is fantastic. But like Adam and I said, we were really trying to focus on uh, uh, the parents. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the doorman didn't quite make it. The fatigues, the facility, Jerry. I said the wallet. I freaking I hated that one. Yeah. Um, I even looked at I tried checking out the Chinese woman. You know, they just weren't in it that much. Um, the mm-hmm. doll, you know, yeah, for obvious reasons and everything. But uh, I did like the money with the aunt baby discussion. Sure. But again, Solid, but not one of the best was sort of my my note on that one. Sure. So, um, so well, let's end with one of the absolute best ones, The Serenity Now. George competes with Lloyd Braun at selling computers in the Costanza's garage. Frank shouts Serenity Now to keep calm. Jerry gets in touch with his emotions, 
Mr. Lippman's son kisses Elaine at his bar mitzvah. Kramer sets up Frank's old screen door and spends time relaxing outside his apartment. Now, I love everything in this episode. Just fucking everything. He's he's not just Both a man. Us, he's a man's man. He's a man's man. <laughs> both of us gave this a five, if I remember correctly. We, I did. Yeah, we both did. Yeah, I did as well. Um, it's, but you're right. Looking back, and I think you made a compelling argument. I probably would have put the raincoats as number one. I think that's a smarter choice. Um, but dude, serenity now, my dude. Like it's something I still say, and maybe. Yeah. Maybe it's because during this past month with dealing with all the shit that I had to deal with, I just kept saying, serenity now, serenity now. Mm. And I would <laughs> I would send the gif to Myra and stuff of, of Kramer, you know, covered in shaving cream, trying to say it and uh-huh. everything. She didn't, she doesn't get it, but she knows but, I love it. But, but insanity later I, though. I, and now we're at later, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude, it's a, it's a strong episode. And yeah. Frank Costanza, I mean, He's firing on all cylinders in this he one. Is. He is setting up this competition. You know, he's really invoking and pushing the competition between Lloyd and George. And by the end of it, him doing, you know, unleashing this realization that he knew the phone wasn't even hooked up the entire time <laughs> that Lloyd was bullshitting. It's even better. Yeah, yeah it <laughs> it's is. Fucking, it's fucking awesome yeah no this is um frank at his absolute peak and serenity now and then hoochie mama it's it's wonderful it's absolutely this is the best frank episode for sure uh yeah hands down and i think what what keeps yeah uh uh the strike from from really hitting this peak is the rest of the episode around it is just not as strong as on and we said it on the on the review proper it's like the the frank stuff the the festivist stuff in in the strike episode is so incredibly strong that it overshadows the weakness of the rest of the episode yep yeah so but this was fun, dude. I, I th- yeah. thank you all the listeners for, for indulging us uh, on this fun little trip and everything. And, and for me, it was, you know, it just, I don't know, man. I, as a person who, with a very, you know, strong German background of just sort of bottling my feelings up and just keeping them inside, um, I, I, you know, I've been trying to be more open in the past few years. Uh, we talked about it on one episode where, like, I even tried to tell my friends that, like, I love them now, whereas when I was a kid, never did that. Mm-hmm. So just wanted to talk about things and just kind of get them out there in the open. And so, you know, you don't have to, like, step around it or something you know what i mean it's just i don't know i don't know i don't know what i'm saying i'm just saying things i'm full of emotions um get get some cathartic or catharsis out of this episode um to everyone out there who has lost a parent um or anybody you know like a parent to yourself you know cheers to you we love you um we understand what you're going through and what you have gone through because we've gone through it it fucking sucks and um you know we can always go back to the well of Seinfeld and hopefully get just a little bit of, you know, uh, just separation from the real world and just enjoy an awesome show. Not going to lie. I enjoyed the freaking past 24 hours of watching an insane amount of Seinfeld. Uh, it was, it was wonderful. So th- thanks for doing this episode with me, Adam. Uh, thanks for doing the entire series with me, dude. It's, it's been a blast. Uh, I'm enjoying Curb, uh, you know, and we have a lot more Curb to come, and I'm very much uh, still looking forward to you coming up here and recording our series finale together. It's going to be so much fucking fun. 
Yes, I can't wait, buddy. So, guys and gals, you know the deal. Go check out everything on the BFOP network, and uh, we love and appreciate every single one of you. And we'll we'll see you next week back to our regularly scheduled program. <laughs> <laughs>